here for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we get movies from uh, Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel, and we try to make sense of them. How about that? Uh, hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and I like the, the fact that you took a bit of a dramatic pause before the name of the podcast. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah. That wasn't me being dramatic. That's just tiredness, but yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 yeah, go with it. Roll with it. And hello, Patrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett and Jason Bowers. So I am I am now speaking to you from, in, from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, on my tour through the Midwest. And, um... Isn't so, that... The location of a certain show that starred Betty White and Mary Tyler Moore, yes, and Cloris Leachman, yes, who played Phyllis Lindstrom, Ed Asner, right, Lou Grant, Valerie uh, <laughs> Harper, Rhoda, mm-hmm. oh, Flo, oh no, that was Alice, that was, that was in Alice. Arizona, yeah. But uh, Captain Captain Merrill Steubing was on this show. He was, yes, Captain McCloud. How about Charo? Oh, no, that was Love Boat. She was that in was Love, Love Boat, Boat a lot, yeah. Um, hey, remember that episode of Love Boat where uh, uh, McC- Captain Stubby like, smacked his daughter across the face? Like, she what? drank wine. No. She drank a bunch of wine. Her name was, like, I, Jennifer. Jill. Or she drank Jill's a bunch of wine. Vicky. Huh? Oh. Vicky, yeah. Yeah, Vicky had some wine, and she got a little drunk. She's like, I just had some wine. So he smacked her in the face. Yeah, Jill. Are you Jill Whelan is huh? the actress's name. That's because I, I actually know Jill. Yeah, Jill Whelan. Oh, he you know her? He slapped her in the face. See. And then he explained later that you know he he was he was an alcoholic and stuff like that, and he got upset when he saw her drunk off her ass. Uh, that would not happen on television today. No, it's actually surprising <laughs> it happened then. Right. It happened on the Love Boat. Wow. That show would have been canceled in. so fast. <laughs> oh, no. Well, standards and practices wouldn't have even let it air in 2019. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and you know that actress? Mm-hmm. Is her that, name, oh, wonder, Jill she... Whelan. She was a series regular on the show for many years. And yeah. then when I first moved to L.A., I used to take improv classes um, at this place called the Lembeck Comedy Workshop, and she took classes there. So I, I've done improv <laughs> With Jill and with uh, Charlene Tilton from Dallas. Now wait, was this was this taught by Michael Lembeck from One Day at a Time? So yeah, Michael Lembeck is a big TV director now, like huge. And so back in the nineties oh. is like when he was kind of in his heyday of like really directing TV a lot. So he he ran it with his sister Helene. Their dad uh-huh. is um, uh, Harvey Lembeck, who uh, was a like a character actor. Back in like the wow. Golden Age of Hollywood, yeah. Okay. So wow. yeah, Michael yeah. went like Michael won an Emmy for I think directing Friends. Uh, uh-huh. he, yeah, he directs a lot. He directed a couple of the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. I, I, I just remember on one day at a time he had a beard and I thought it was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I did. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he, he wasn't Schneider. No, no, he wasn't yeah, Schneider. No. He played. Uh, what was the J- Julie? Was that uh, Mackenzie Phillips' character? Julie. So it's Julie's yeah. husband Max 
in the later seasons. Oh, yes. boy. And then, like, this is a, and then it this was, is a tangled web. And it was one of those sitcom things where, like, they they didn't recast people that much back then. So when a an actor had to leave the show, as did Mackenzie Aston, because she had, uh, uh, I mean, Mackenzie Phillips, because she had all, some uh, drug and alcohol problems, mm-hmm. they wrote one of the daughters off the show, but her husband just like stuck around and was there in the show all the time. In the house. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the living house. there. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Why do you have Mackenzie Aston on your mind? No, I noticed that just slipped I, out. I just yeah. confused Mackenzie Phillips and Mackenzie that. Aston. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was a popular name to name your famous, uh, uh, actor child, uh, back in the sixties uh, and seventies, but it was. I mean, if I was Freud, I would say you've had Mackenzie, you, Mackenzie Aspen, Aston has been. Aspen. Oh, I, just, oh, I thought Mackenzie Aston was really cute growing up, but that's not like where I was going with this. <laughs> I, I anyway, was not thinking of uh, Patty a, Duke and John Aston's kid. I was thinking of John ooh. Phillips and uh, Michelle Phillips' daughter. Oh no, my right. head's gonna explode. Right. Oh, God, I can't take it. I was so mad at Betty White because I had to watch this movie tonight. I'm so tired. I'm like, fuck Betty White, and I'm like, How you know, she's going to die. She's going to die tomorrow, and it's, I'm going to feel so bad. I was like, someone is going to now listen to this podcast, hear me saying that, think I'm terrible. It's like I'm just tired. Betty White is a national treasure. She really is. All I mean, right, I just I, I didn't I, I don't mean that. Legitimately, I was thinking about this last <laughs> night, and nobody really frames it this way in terms of Betty White's career. Like, if you think of Betty White, she was on TV at the very beginning of the medium. She was one of the yeah. first women to ever win an Emmy. Her career predates Lucille Ball. Yes. All right, geez. and then yeah. and then she had a, like kind of a career renaissance in the seventies by being a Mary Tyler Moore and doing the game shows with her husband uh, Alan and then another renaissance yep. in the eighties doing the Golden Girls, and then another renaissance with doing Hot in Cleveland. All right, and, it's kind of phenomenal. And a few years ago, she was a character on The Bold and the Beautiful. Really? really? Yes. She was on for like a couple of years on The Bold and the Beautiful. Wow. Her, her dog, Charity, needed some money that year. Probably. Her dog? I was imp- – well, that, that's why I've got an issue with her. I saw her – I brought this up before on previous episodes. But I have to bring it up again so we have it in context. The root of my anger is that they had a, a Larry King Live, Mary Tyler Moore reunion show – there's Gavin McLeod, Ed Asner, Cloris Leachman, Betty White. They're all there. They're all talking about shows they were previously on, just like we were talking about. And Cloris Leachman says, I was on Lassie. And Betty White said, oh, were you the dog? Good for her. Good nope. for her. So, so I have it in for Betty White because I was rude. Look, I, I don't think Betty – Betty probably meant it as a compliment. She's a huge animal advocate. <laughs> huge. She she did say that afterwards. She said because I do a lot with animals, <laughs> and maybe I could help you. Yeah. And Betty White is smart because she yeah. has real estate. Because one of my friends, Betty White, was his landlord for a while. What? Yes. Well, Betty White was his landlord on Doheny. He was on Doheny. Dude, that is a sitcom. Right. Well, what? I hope she was a responsible landlord. I hope and, she's a better landlord than I am. <laughs> and do you, want to, do you know why I like yeah. her the best? 
because <laughs> many years. Oh, see, I gotta go outside again. The dog. Oh, look out, listeners! I'm in it. I'm Betty, that at my friend's been, house. Betty White. That that might be Cloris Leachman. Right. <laughs> um. Yes, my friends have these two big dogs, and when they bark, they bark loud. Oh, so back many years ago, back before I was a working actor, I was a telemarketer, and I called Betty White. And she was <laughs> what did you very call nice. Yeah, I, what, I, were you, what I were was you telemarketing. Selling? I was telemarketing for the Geffen Playhouse, and I was selling oh. theater subscriptions. And when I called Betty White, and it was Betty White because the voice, it was her for sure. And she called me dear. And she was like, oh, no, thank you, dear. But she was, and she's like, you know, are they casting for anything? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But she was wow, very nice. jockeying for work. Look at her. Yes. Huh? Betty White I'm did impressed that. with that. Betty White she's trying did that. She's, she's trying to get acting work from a telemarketer. You know who else did that? Gene Smart. Who? Gene Smart. Really? She was trying to get work from you too? Yes. Wait, and get this. When Gene Smart did it, she asked if there were any male roles for her husband. Really? She's got to work? Holy shit. Yes. Jeez, you better. I'll tell you what, you called. I, I, I imagine June Squibb is actually calling telemarketers looking for work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like June Squibb is the person, like when the robocall when, calls when she her, she's about like, this. yeah, I've got time. <laughs> Yeah, the robocall. She's trying to get work from them. That's terrible. Oh. I'm sorry, June Squibb. Once again, I'm just tired. <laughs> okay. Well, then, <laughs> I guess we should start then. Because it is like... Yeah, it is, go. Before like, I throw someone else under the bus. Yeah. It is like 9.30 where you are, because it's 8.30 where I am. And Jason's... Yeah, what, so what is it, like 6.30? Yeah. I'm going to start talking shit about Doris Roberts. If we, you know. Oh, hey. don't, don't you go there. Don't you dare talk <laughs> no, about Mildred no, Craig. No, I admire Doris Roberts. I, and I saw I saw Doris Roberts interviewed. She said she still watched. I, I think she passed away, but before she passed away, she was talking about how she she would take she was taking acting class every weekend. I was like, wow, she still takes acting classes. Mm -hmm. I was very very impressed with that. She was Mildred Krebs on Remington Steel. Oh, that's right. She was on Remington Steel. Ooh. Yes. All right. Like so okay. All due so, respect. Okay. So. Okay, I, I always get the name of this movie wrong. So what was the name of this movie? The Lost the, Valentine. The Lost Valentine. Starring Betty White and America's other treasure, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And there were some other people in this, too, that are kind of notable. Uh, yes. uh, that blonde-haired dude is in all kinds of stuff. His, yeah, his name is um, uh, Billy Magnuson. He is about two feature films away from being the leading man in a studio film. Like, he's he's done so much, and he's got big... He's going to be in the new Bond movie. He's in Aladdin right now. He's in a lot. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's cute. He's very cute. And Sean Ferris, who played you the love interest, he's, uh, he's uh, really cute, too. Yeah, the guys in this movie were cute. But there is one person that I didn't realize who it was because his name wasn't even in the opening credits where they show the bigger names. It was like at the end credits. Do you know who played uh, the dad, like basically Betty White's son? Who? No. Gil Gerard. That was Gil Gerard? No. That was Buck Rogers? Gil Gerard. No. Yeah. That oh, was no. 
Because no. like the end credits started, oh, I, and I saw his young. name. I was like, "Why am I seeing Gil Gerard's name in the credits?" And then I like looked on IMDb, Dude, and it was Gil Gerard. Oh, no. Oh my God! Buck, I had no Rog- idea. That was Buck Rogers. Yes. Oh man, him and Willie Ames are not hey, the poster Willie, boys for aging. Willie Ames got like you know uh, pre-credit billing at least. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but this, this is rough. I, I don't know. Getting old is a rough thing. Well, Boy. Getting, getting old is not for the faint of heart. No, it's not for Jill Gerard. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Buck Rogers, and he was like on some other show too. What was the other one? Scarecrow, Mrs. King? No, that was that was yeah, Bruce. That was Bruce what's his name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or not no, Bruce. No, no, no. Bruce Boxleitner. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it was Buck something. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, I had no idea. What on earth? But this—this this this is why this that. had a good cast. Is this was not a regular Hallmark I Channel can't. movie? This is what I've told you about before. The the Hallmark Hall of Fame movies. This first aired on CBS, and it had a bigger budget. Clearly. Oh, and you could tell they somebody had a called him in. Betty White must have had some kind of connection with him. She said, "You're going to come here and play my son." Am Sure. NBC probably. Sure. Because Buck Rogers was on NBC. Golden Girls. Yeah, but if NBC NBC calls up CBS and says, hey, can you put the star of of yesteryear on our network, they're going to be like, screw you. True. I think it was Buck Buck Rogers calling Betty White saying, what is the secret to your youth? She says, all right, I'll give you you some work. How do you keep getting work? All right, I'll throw you a job. Do you know Betty White still eats hot dogs? Hey, you know both. what happened? Gil Gerard was probably working as a telemarketer and called Betty White. And <laughs> he got hooked up with some work. Lots of work. <laughs> She's I'll throw you something. You can uh, play my son. He was working catering that day and the original <laughs> actor hired to play the dad didn't show up and Gil's like, Well, I happen to be a SAG oh, member. Man. Come on over. Wow. I, I Look cannot at believe us. that was Gil Gerard. Yeah. Look at us on our high horses. <laughs> well, <Right? laughs> I know I live in a glass house. Gil, yeah, Gil Gerard <laughs> is sitting at home listening to this podcast, giving us all the figures, saying, yeah. hey, people at least recognized like, my name when they heard it. You guys, who are you? Yeah, he's like, fuck them. Right? Don't this go through my Kurt, resume. <laughs> I don't see this Kurt Fitzpatrick in any Buck Rogers movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. were you in like, were you in that gay American Pie series? Oh, eating out! I was in Eating Out Three. You were? You hear yeah. that, Gerard? Uh, you, you hear that, Jill Gerard? <laughs> <laughs> and we have the nerve to laugh at you. Anyway. Oh, like I said, I live in the last house. <laughs> I, I am the last person to judge <laughs> when it comes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I I wish I could be a grandfather <laughs> in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> anyway, there's hope. Okay. Oh, so before we start, do we have any Lori Lachlan news? Oh, do we? <laughs> I actually don't know if we really do have no. a Lachlan report. Here we go. No. I don't think there was anything to report. <laughs> Something, or did we already talk? Oh, I think we talked I think we about did. that. Oh. I think the only news for the past week was Black new. China related. Okay, so yeah, what happened to Black China? Black China. Oh, okay. news? Now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 
Black China reporters. Let's, let's make let, let, let's make this quick, Doc. Okay. So what's going on with Black China? <laughs> Wait, nobody knows. No. I don't remember what I, it was. Hello? I just remember I what, sent you guys it? a link. I don't know. What's going on? Oh, wait, China? I remember what it was. I know, you, I know that you sent a message that you. This show is ridiculous. That her daughter was named Dream. Yes. Okay. Her daughter's name is Dream. Well, that is newsworthy. Oh, I guess that was the news. <laughs> Somebody yeah. named her daughter Dream. I mean, uh, yeah. Black China responds to Rob Kardashian blocking their daughter Dream from appearing on her show. <laughs> uh, well, I don't blame him for that. No. What show is that? Uh, Kurt. Kurt. Well, what show? The, the Kardashians? What are we talking about? Yeah, what? I don't know what show she has. Oh, because she was on on Rob in China. They had a show at one point. But it's called it, oh. it, the headline said her show, so clearly she's got a show on her own. And Rob said, oh. "Hey, I don't want the daughter on there." Oh, maybe hmm. it's like the Adventures of Black China or something. Yeah. Boy. Well, if anybody out there knows, please please let us know. In We're fact, send us any Black China news. Yes. yes. And Black China, if you ever want to come on the show, Listeners. we'd be happy to have you. Oh, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have her on. Yeah, yeah we want to keep everybody up to date. I would love, like absolutely love, if we did, a, like uh, we had Black China as a guest, and she agreed to watch one of the movies that yes. week with us, and it's like just the cheesiest, most syrupy Hallmark movie. I want to see, see what she thinks. Yes. And, I, and I want a Black, Black China, China and... <laughs> Black China and Jill Gerard, and we'll have them both on at the same time, and then the three of us right. just stay quiet and have oh. them just talk to each other. Just light the fuse and watch it happen. <laughs> Yeah, just have two talk, talk to each other. What, what? What? What's going on? I don't. What? what who? What? Where? There we go. Right. Oh. Hold on. They are Blue. not it's fans of Black life. China. It's a dog's anyway. life. I'm going back out. Sorry. Is this going to be uh, this week's chairs? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. God. If, if you missed last week's episode, there was uh, Les was Les was broadcasting from a, a coffee shop, and somebody was moving their chair. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt cut out there, but what, what he had said was uh, somebody was moving their chair constantly, and it was the heaviest chair on the face of the earth. <laughs> it was, it was this a guy scraping. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy, I think he was like bitter <laughs> because he was an employee there, and he was sweeping, and every time he would move the chair, he would drag the chair on the concrete floor. <laughs> And it was a metal chair. I just love the concept of passive aggressively moving furniture. Yes. Yes. I think I've done that. I'm sure I have uh. too. <laughs> Probably to piss off my neighbors. Or hey, hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> now I come outside and now they come outside and now they're barking at the dogs outside. Oh, that didn't even sound like a dog. That sounded like. Like a dog impersonation. Oh, oh, no, that was that was Kubla that was a real the dog. dog. Oh, that was real. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I that was Kubla. That was a real dog. Look, that was. Let's see if I could get him. Yeah, that's him. Wait, can you see him? It's a real thing. Uh, uh. Oh, there we go. We should have this on our on our uh, Instagram. Kubla. I can't see Kubla. What's depressing is it's brighter there than it is here in Southern California right now. Okay, what's 
the weather like? I haven't been there in like three weeks. Oh, it is the wow. worst June gloom I've ever seen. It's been chilly and gross and cold until like four in the afternoon every day. Oh, so I'm basically not missing anything. No, last week it, we had two really, really hot days, but this week it's been chilly. It's um, June squib on the East Coast. It's been raining and <laughs> warm, warm. Rather smarmy. Please become a meteorologist and get hired right. by a network so that you can coin the phrase June squib as a it's weather June term. Squib. I'll do it. If there are any openings out there, I will. Uh, well, well, let's get started. Always looking so for opportunities. Can, so yeah. Kirk can go to bed. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, so, and I'm, I'm going to need you guys to chime in a lot because I was watching this and I was really tired. So my notes on this really suck. So if I miss details, please correct me. Okay. Please. All right. So, so a spaceship land. I think incorrect. So, so, so we start out. And in Union Station. And Betty White walks in, and this is something that was very unusual because I think for the first time in my Betty White watching, Betty White looked sad. She looked very sad. And, and that's not the Betty White that I know. And it also wasn't, uh, right. you know, your standard Hallmark movie opening where, like, oh, it's a big city and we've got, like, the young heroine who is too busy at her job. It's, like, it's a completely different kind of opening. Right. Yes. Uh, so then Betty White, like, she starts – she looks at these pictures of these sailors and she starts crying. And I'm like, Betty White? Mm -hmm. And she's crying. And She starts blubbering. And then there's a flashback, and she's at, like, and they're in the 40s, and she's at Union Station, and she's saying goodbye to her husband, um, and they're talking, and we find out that she's pregnant. Yeah, and he's obviously leaving mm -hmm. for war. And then I wrote a note, these yeah. costumes are amazing. I was blown away. They spent money on this movie. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, we find out her, her husband's going to World War II. And then they flash back to her, and she's sitting in Union Station again. And um, one of the workers at the state, you know, one of the guys that works there comes up to her, and um, he starts talking to her. And we find out that she has gone to this train station every Valentine's Day for over 60 years. Yeah. And he's been working there for 20 25. Five years. Right. He looks kind of flummoxed. Like he's just sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah, have a, right. a good day. But um, so then we cut to Jennifer Love Hewitt, otherwise oh, wait. Known as Susan. You, oh, wait, what happened? You, you kind of skipped over the yeah. flashback. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, you did. You skipped over the whole flashback. They get on the, he gets on the train, which I was also, I was impressed with an old train. Hops on there. He promises he'll be back, and they kiss. We never see a kiss so early in a Hallmark film, but here it is. Although they are married, um, they were married. They're married. Okay, okay. I mean, they made that so baby. She I think the him, audience says they kissed. Yeah, she gives him a heart, like a card that's like a heart, which he gets. He reads it on the train. He gets so excited about it, he runs to the back of the train. Right, and that was it. Um, I made a note. 
that he looks like he looks kind of like Lance Bass. But as we've said, we I have seen him in a, a, a lot of other things. I think he's cuter than Lance Bass. Lance Bass. He is. No offense to Lance. Way cuter. He looks more like a leading man. Although Lance Bass was in On the Line. The, the who? The what? There's a movie called On the Line. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's what it's called. I, he I was think the I lead actor that. in that. Okay. Man, that might be it was the young actress it. that played his love interest in the movie. Wasn't she kind of famous too? I don't know. I'll look that up. Continue. What? Oh, okay. so, th- so then we cut to a newsroom, and Jennifer Love Hewitt, a.k.a. Susan, is on the news. Mm. So then they show her, and she's talking to, what was this woman, a producer or something? Yeah, I think so. Well, Jewel. I wrote a note saying, I don't like her because she was mean to Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City. Oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I can't. You know, because I can't judge that with my logic. She was on the episode where Car- <laughs> right. she was Burger's ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, or one of her. Yeah, I think it was Burger's ex-girlfriend. Burger. And, and every time that Carrie was there, she would make a face, and so Carrie was like, oh, "That woman makes a face at me, and she hates me." So if you're not on Team Bradshaw, you're not on Team Kirk and Barry. So the actress from On the Line is Emmanuel Chikri. She was in a lot of those teen movies, uh, including 2000's Hoku, Another Dumb Blonde. Oh. Hoku. Do you remember like Hoku? Instead of, no. Instead Ho- of Haiku, there's a movie called Hoku. Hoku was a pop singer from uh, 2000, and her dad is Don Ho. And she sang the theme song to Legally Blonde. Don Ho. Oh, all right. Well, yes. I know who Don Ho is. You know, I am somewhat contemporary. Tiny Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so, right. so so um, Jennifer then gets a story from her very mean boss. Now, her boss was very looks, mean. Looks a little like Kelsey uh, Kelsey Grammer. A little. Um. <laughs> So then she gets this assignment, and then she goes to her assignment, and she goes to Betty White's house, where she bumps into Betty White's grandson, Lucas. No, she bumped into the grandson at the office. Uh, she, oh, that, she, she first okay. met him at the office, oh, which is how okay, she knew. Sorry. So when she was uh, talking to fake Kelsey Grammer, she was kind of talking smack about the idea of doing this kind of fluff story. And Lucas, oh. the grandson, overheard that, like, was there because I guess they'd already talked to him and he was on board and uh-huh. kind of makes a snide remark about her being kind of dismissive and he walks out. So the next day, <laughs> it's like a remeet cute right. of like, oh, wait, I was mean to you right. and now here you are. And I tell you what, Lucas, and I'm going to say it now, Lucas right. had the best game out of anybody I've ever seen in a Hallmark or Lifetime movie. Uh-huh. Lucas Sounds Lucas like the dog agrees. Lucas had fantastic game. He really did. Okay. I would say he was confident. I wouldn't necessarily say it's good game. Really? Okay. Well, Only because there was one point where he was that... basically like forcing himself on her. <laughs> Yeah, he gets really close. Yeah. I, you know, 
I know the scene that you're talking about. We'll get to that. I do have some opinions about that. He doesn't seem to care that she has a boyfriend or fiance. He's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, and that's what I mean. <laughs> you know. I kind of like that, though. I mean, wow. it was sexy to watch because he's beautiful. Jennifer Love Hewitt is beautiful. You're like, oh, yeah, go do beautiful things together on camera. Right. I do find Hewitt attractive. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, Hewitt. So then we go. We go to Betty. We go to Betty White's house, and of course she's making tea. And mm-hmm. then once, once again, I wrote a note. Lucas is very hot. All right, we get it. <laughs> and and um, so then um, Betty, they're like. Um, oh, she lies. She does a sneaky thing like Les Kirkendall Barrett would do. She uh, pretends she knows Lucas. She's like, I know Lucas. We're friends. And no, then, she uh, but didn't then see Betty, Betty picks up the phone immediately and calls him. Hey, guess what? Your good friend is here. Jennifer Love Hewitt's defense, though, to the hot guy was, I didn't ever say we were friends. I just said I knew you. Very good, and that was good. That was good reasoning. Yeah, I ta- okay. I'll take it. You know, if you're right. gonna swindle an old lady, there are far worse things that J Love could have done there. Right. Oh, and so then she J-Love. notices. She notices um, um, her flower bush or rose bush, mm-hmm. and she says, "This rose bush is beautiful." And then Lucas chimes in and says, "It's dead." Um, she says, "It's not dead." Right. Um, so then, um, you know, of course, so she wants, you know, she wants a story with Betty and, and Betty's like, well, why do you want a story about me? And she explained that your story is different than a lot of stories we hear because you kept your love going after all these years. And so then we cut to a dinner party, a very dark dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a dark room with a bunch of candles, and I was like, this does not look... It looks like they're either swingers or something's going yeah, on. That, it, it's it funny. Looks, I didn't realize that that was the vibe, but now that's what I see. Yes. I thought it looked weird, too. I said it was looked like it, it was uh, chicks with dudes, and the dudes seemed clingy. Yes. Something was something was off about that. Yes. Because normally, um, if you see a dinner party amongst friends, it's it's a little more little more brightly. They're sitting at like a regular table. These were four people that were at sort of a very casual, sit on the floor kind of deal, and the lighting was like very sexy. Yeah, I don't know dark. that you would do at your own personal yeah. dinner party, but who knows? Yeah, um, yeah they, they definitely had a. They were a little confused about boundaries, as we can as we learn in the next. Oh yeah. Thing that happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> There were no boundaries, you know. Um, yeah. He, um, he um, oh, and it's the girl. It's the woman. The friend is the girl who I don't like. Who I'm um, all my right. notes. I put the girl I don't like. So, so they're there, and they're they're in this. They're in the living room, and all of a sudden, they're talking, and he just like whips out a, a wedding ring, an, an engagement ring. He just. Whips it out, yeah. and Whips then, it out. and then she's not into it. Like he doesn't run no. her friends, and then she was, I guess, mad because he didn't ask her. He just literally just took out the box. 
Yeah, because no. he said something like, oh, like, it, where, where's your answer? She's like, you didn't ask the question. Because he didn't. Right. Oh, bad move. We've talked about this before. Don't do public proposals. Exactly. And then bad. what? Bad. Okay, and then what made it even worse is the next scene, it shows them arguing. And then we <laughs> find out the friends are still there. It was like it's a sitcom well, moment. The, well, the, well, I think the one guy said his coat was in the room. I can't. We can't go. My coat's in there. You get Maybe your coat could. tomorrow. Yeah, get the coat tomorrow. Is it that cold out? You, it didn't look you, like it was. Wait, you work together. She could have brought your coat to work I with her. I think, though, they would have – the way that place was set up, I think the only exit out of that room was to go through the kitchen where the argument was happening. Uh, oh, so they were – so they were they were trapped out in that yes. porch. Yes. It was very awkward. Oh, a disaster. Um, How then, inconsiderate of the people arguing. Right. Very. And and then this guy has like no self esteem because he's like, well, you know what? Why didn't you keep the ring and think about it, dude? She said no in no. front of people. She didn't say no. Though. Take it back. And that's why I told her to keep no, it. No, she, she well, might. Well, okay, but. Having gone through a, propo- a proposal <laughs> myself, I think if you propose to somebody and they say no, I think it's pretty much done. Or they don't even say no, but they don't yeah. take the ring and get mad and yell at you. They don't know. I think it, that's pretty much of a done Yeah, that, deal. That, that's a no. That's a no. She yelled at him. <laughs> I, look, I, I, we, I, I, we yeah. knew that they weren't going to end up together just because that's the construct of any movie. Uh, but in that moment, I don't think that means a full-on no. I think that means a, like, hey, let's put the brakes on, dude. You didn't actually ask me. You did it in front of my friends. Like, let's do this where it's about both of us and not just your ego. Oh, because I always looked at it as, you know, uh. you don't pre- you don't propose to the person unless you're absolutely sure they're going to say yes. Well, yeah. Or at least that's me. Right. That's me. <laughs> I actually agree with that things, too, though. That's a good point. Especially I, I, doing yeah. it for, in front of other people. I mean, you know, they yeah. got their friends locked out on the porch. You right. only ever do uh, it the only hey. time where it's ever ever a situation where you do it in front of other people is if you know the person you're proposing to would like that would yeah, like for her just, family mm, and friends to be around and you've already, or would like it to right. be like a big huge and, and, like right. public show of affection on a fucking jumbotron then by all yeah. means do it but if the person you're dating is like yeah i'm kind of quiet and i keep to myself then no then do it in yeah private. basically oh, no. you do it you do it when you already like pretty much know you're gonna get married, and the ring is just like a no. technicality. And you play to no, the room. You ask in private. You ask in private. You don't tell anybody. You know, when, and you got the yes there. Uh, you, 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 you plan out the whole damn thing. Yeah. Right. You don't leave that out to chance. Right. Uh, like at the very least, he <sighs> should have run it by the friends. Like, hey, I'm gonna propose to uh, Susan tonight. And right. then they'd be like, oh my god, yes, she would love that if we were here. Yeah. I think exactly. I'm going to propose, but not actually ask. And then I'm going to lock you people out on the porch as we argue about it. And then I'm definitely going to get some action. Well, some some love, Hewitt. (laughs) (laughs) Must have some game. So, so we go back to Betty White's house. Damn it. um, (laughs) Then her friend. The one I don't like calls her on the phone, 
and then Jennifer's like, look, just cover for me. And she goes, she goes to look for Betty, but Betty's not at home. And Lucas Where's says she? she's she has a, a standing date on Saturday. Yes. Oh yeah. And she's at the I assume what I assume is like the VA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like hand, handing out magazines and like basically just hanging out with with the veterans yeah. of, from World, World War Two. And we find out um, that the, that Betty White, like she was twenty when the husband, like when this all went down and the husband died, yeah. like she's only twenty years old. Right. Um, and then we find out from Jennifer that her dad is dead. I see dead people. Exactly. It's worth the wait. And, and she... then I wrote here. <laughs> I didn't know she if doesn't you guys... get along with her mom. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know if you guys caught this, but I wrote, Jennifer gives Lucas sexy eyes. Wait, Jennifer gives... Oh, okay. Well, like I, gave... yeah. I kind of feel like that's her... You know how like some people say they have resting bitch face? I think Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt has like resting sexy eyes face. Like she can't oh. help but look cute and sexy through her eyes. Because she was very cute. She was very cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm won over by this. Jennifer Love Hewitt. So if you're listening, Love Hewitt, um, I co-host a podcast, you know. I thought that when Betty White, she said, she, she said, I thought at first I'd find my Neil. I thought she said Neo. So I thought like her husband was like the Neo singer? from the Matrix. Oh, I thought you no, meant the, uh, the R&B yeah. singer Neo. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? He just shows up Sia. like in a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so thought then... my... Oh, sorry. No, what my husband is Seal. I was going to say, my husband is Seal. But now okay, they're not Seal, boy. Neil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting casting. So, so then we find out that Lucas has a sexy job. He's a physical therapist. And not only is he a physical therapist, he has oh. books. He has like we, an exercise book. We didn't know that f- at we first, though, because when he's talking to Susan, he just like randomly out of the blue, completely out of context goes, uh, is your lower back tight? And then he's like, you should move your flexors. <laughs> so I wrote that he's either a chiropractor or straight up creepy. So thankfully right. they did justify it like the next scene and let us know like, oh, he's, he's a PG. Yeah. He's got like a workout thing. Um, now, we, we, we find out that Lucas is, uh, Lucas is taking care of his grandma. He's kind of like a, a care, caretaker. Mm-hmm. Th- this reminded me of Bad Lieutenant uh, – Port of New Orleans with Nicolas Cage, where he gets. Have you guys seen that movie? No. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets like really angry at these two old ladies, and he's like, "You fucks! You stay alive, and your kids can't get your inheritance." And he like aims a gun at them. Oh jeez! <laughs> so it reminded me of that movie. And you complain about watching Hallmark movies, <laughs> right? Jeez, that's you know, yelling at old ladies. <laughs> Well, you know, I didn't say I agree with the sentiment. Okay, so question you guys, because I wrote they met at an event. What what kind of event was it? Who? Where Neil and Susan, uh, Neil and and Betty met. 
Oh, it looked like a little farmer's market kind of thing or something. Like, he was clearly, like, on leave or whatever and recognized her. Because she knew him already. Yeah. She knew him from school growing up, but, like, they hadn't dated her anything. Oh, yeah. He went yeah, away yeah. and sees her at this, like, farmer's market or something where she's selling her wares. And uh, he comes up and just starts chatting yeah. her up. Right. And he's, like, hotter than hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're they're at a then they're at a victory garden, and he like feeds her a tomato. Yeah, not a euphemism. And no. we find out that he's like been in love Half. with her for a long time, I'm and they were engaged in a week, and like got married like right away. Yeah, they they were engaged a week later, and the marriage happened three days after that. Yeah, they, these folks were horny. Didn't waste any time. I think that was a thing that people did back then, though, because the war, like it, it was so ingrained in what everyone did in their their day to day routine at that point. Right. Right. Because that, because that's true. It's kind of like you better, if you want to get married, you better jump on it because you don't know if he's coming back. Basically. And, and back then, socially, yeah. it was much less acceptable to have sex out of marriage. Right. Right. And I bet there was that extra added, you know, I could go away and not come back. So I better get it in. Oh, yeah. While I can. Absolutely. Oh. I think Les meant that figuratively, not necessarily literally. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, oh, oh yeah, I, thought, I meant it figuratively. I meant it figuratively. Oh, I thought you meant literally. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, it works both ways. I'm thinking. Oh, um, <laughs> so then – um. Uh, we have a scene. We have a jogging scene, and I love like on these movies when they want to have like a girl chat. It's a jogging girl chat yeah. with, with oh, Jennifer yeah, yeah. and and Mean Girl. Yeah, the Mean Girl uh, was weird in the scene because she's like, "I would kill for your freedom." Like, so what are you in a relationship for? Right. Exactly. Seems, seems unhappy. So then Jennifer drives. Susan drives up to I guess his job, and they show him in the back. He's like in the back parking lot with a couple of his clients, and he was being very helpful. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the client was like a baseball player or something, and he was like showing him how to hold a bat. But but it showed yeah. he was very nice. He's very nice to his patients. Um, and then okay, how did they get talking about her hips? It it was um, completely out of the blue earlier in the in the movie. Pretty much, well. First, she says she's, she Googled him, and you know he's a good sport about that. And then she starts pretending she's interviewing him with a pen, oh. and he's giving, he's giving an answer. Then she's doing something that uh, Michael Caine should, has to give her a lesson because her, her pupils are, like, bouncing back and forth. She does that now, a she lot. She watched Michael Caine. That's a Jennifer Love. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you watch that Michael Caine acting video, he, he tells you, focus on one eye, and your pupils won't Bounce. on what I. What? Yes, it's because when she's looking at somebody, I mean, you can't. The people at home can't see me, but you know, you, you've seen this. Like, you know, there's a scene where two people are having dialogue, and someone's pupils might be going back and forth. Other people, their pupils are steady. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, and go so watch any Michael any Kane's movie that yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt has been in. That's like a thing of hers. Her eyes are bouncing back but i mean it's interesting because like, like you, yeah, you're yeah. you kind of are drawn to it and can't not watch well we're talking about it yeah you know it's a, oh it's a okay 
I need to point out one thing about his uh, about uh, Lucas's uh, PT studio. Did you guys notice the absolutely absurd number of yoga balls on hand? No, I did not. So, like, I think how you that's if you think about like one of those physical therapy studios, it's like a small gym essentially, like a really small gym. And so, a small gym, you're gonna have what maybe four or five yoga balls max they had so they they were shooting the scene in one direction and i counted there were like 20 yoga balls on one wall it was like a wall of yoga balls and i was like well that's a huge number and i was already going to comment on it and then they cut to the other angle and there was a whole other wall of yoga balls behind them Jeez. Unless they're doing a class that, for like yeah. 50 people that all requires yoga balls, there'd be no need for that many yoga balls in one spot. I guess that was his thing. Maybe they're selling them. It's like the uh, adult version of going to like the, the play zone at uh, Discovery Zone or whatever. Okay, okay. so then like Hi. they talk about her hips and he shows, he shows her stretches and then he touches her yeah. and I wrote she gave she to orgasm face. Yeah. Oh, and, well, she won't take off her heels too, which is which is right. kind of weird. But she had total... yeah. They start doing the hip thing. Oh yeah, I thought she looked. She she was she seemed very uncomfortable with all. No, that. she had orgasm face. I thought. Oh yeah, well, that could be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. And then, then she. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, then she f- fakes a phone call, but she does it. In, uh, Bad, ineffective way. Mm-hmm. You know, she she pretends that her fiance is calling her. My fiance is calling me, and then right. her phone actually rings. Right. Yeah. And, and um, so she gets busted. Um, then we find yeah. out we go back in time, and we find out that Betty's uncle sold him the house for a hundred down and fifty a month, and the house was like. A total shack when they bought it. How many months? Yeah, termites. But then after a fixing the house montage and, and a, a slow motion water scene, spraying the right. hose scene, which, which I was like, oh, back in the old movies when they did stuff like that, that alluded to sex. Oh yeah, I actually wrote oh. down that that water sprinkler scene. This is clearly the day they made the baby. Oh no. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just yes. thought it was water. See, I didn't get literal. I'm I'm only literal. Um, okay. And then we find I don't out. Know. I'd be concerned moving into it. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh, and then we find out that okay, he buddy. gets called. He gets. He gets his number. Gets picked. He's got to go. And no, he, he enrolls. And he's going. He, to, there's no number. Well, he he was already well, no, in the military. Back. But he wasn't going to be um, on the front lines because he was like yeah. a trainer or whatever of pilots. Right. And I guess he like, volunteered. Nope. He's like, no, I, he felt bad that his friends were getting called up and he, you know, he felt guilty that he was staying behind. And he was being sent to the Marianas where I have lived in the Marianas before. Hmm. My dad currently lives in the Marianas now. <laughs> I don't know what the Marianas is. What is that? It's like it's it's a it's a cluster of islands. We lived on the island of Guam, and that's where my dad lives now. My dad retired. You live in Guam? Okay. I did. I did briefly before we, I moved before I moved to Spain. I lived on Guam for a couple of years. 
because Guam is a is a U.S. territory, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. and it is yeah. an island. It is 30 miles long and 12 miles wide. And my father retired there, so he is currently there now. What's it like? It's an island. It's very humid. Food is good, though. Is it like? Is it, is it like a resort area? or? It's a very – okay, so it is big with Japanese. So it's like a Japanese honeymoon destination. Is it kind of like Hawaii in a way? Kind of. Kind of. It is okay. actually. Um, Hawaii is a little more um, Americanized, if that makes any sense. But, right. Um, but yeah – it it's it's a lot like it is like Hawaii. Kind of, I I would say it's kind of a cross between Hawaii and Philippines. When you live there, because, because how long has it been a U.S. territory? Oh, many, 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 many decades. Many years. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, but then the big thing is, and I don't know if it would happen today, but a lot of people, especially from the Philippines would, like, if you were in the process of getting your your citizenship, that would be a good place to live because the people could actually live there because since it was a territory but not a state, you could live there while you were in, you, you know, in transition and getting your citizenship and all that stuff. You could actually live there. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So. That's right, doggy. Okay. Oh, and then this is where we find out that no one liked it back then when the mailman showed up. Because when the mailman showed up, that was not good. Yeah, that was really sad. Because yeah. it meant if the mailman showed up and like said that there was a delivery for you, that meant your husband was dead. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was like the, the telegram guy, not the regular mailman. Right. Oh. Yeah, the mailman was somebody else. Yeah. She liked the mailman. Because I kept on thinking it was the mailman because he'd show up on a bike. Well, first they had the mailman because she was writing a letter to her husband every day. Sometimes right. more than one. Sometimes more than one letter. And he would right. get the mail out, out on his ship. I don't know how that works, but I guess it does. And that was it. But that was and before she, email, so, you know. Eddie White was reading the letter. Uh-huh. Oh, she said that sometimes he said she said he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter and she said that you know he would be thinking about her and then but instead it was an ugly sailor looking back at him that's that's not very nice i know right um but then she's giving birth we see her giving birth betty white oh no no this is well, a young, young betty white which is younger yeah yeah, yeah right. young betty white. No, they, they they put betty white in stirrups to film <laughs> film the scene because they want it to look really realistic I want to. I don't want. I wanted to go sci-fi and like Jennifer Love Hewitt gives birth to Betty White. Wouldn't that be cool? No. No. When we interview some of the writers, I'm going to give them that idea because I want. I want to see that happen why, in the next cycle. Why give it no. away? Why don't you just, we should write our own movie. Yeah, I shouldn't give it away. <laughs> With an idea like that, I mean, this is money. Oh, it's the and, Western Union. It's the Western Union guy right. is the guy who comes to the house oh. and lets you know that yeah. your your husband is is gone. So then, <clears throat> so then we cut to a few months later, and like I guess before he left, Neil made like a little toy for the baby, and so yeah. it's a few months later, and the baby. 
he's like playing with the toy and then he didn't the make it before he left he whittled that like while he was overseas waiting for his baby oh, to be born okay. yeah they showed that okay right um, um oh and so the baby's playing with it and then the t- the western union man stops by mm-hmm. so we know what that man um she's out on the porch but she goes into denial when she hears the news. Well, because she, she isn't told that he's dead. She's told that he's missing in action and they assume he's dead. Yeah. Right. She She's like, he's not, not dead. dead. Right. right. And then we go back to the present. And it was like, you know, of course it was really sad. And then she starts yes. walking to the house and she Betty faints. Faint. Betty White faints. Falls on her ass. And so they call 911 immediately, which I guess I guess it's a good idea. And we it, find out she had a heart attack. It is a good idea, but it was oh, uh, like about two seconds premature because nobody uh, actually I mean, yeah. looked over at her to see like, oh, did she just trip or was it a heart attack? It was it was literally yeah. like, oh, she fell, she must be dying. Right. That's what I, I kind of thought that too. It's like maybe just run. I would run over and make sure she's all right first. Mm-hmm. These people are like reaching for the phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just wanted to check her phone, you know, and just give, give her an excuse. Although, but it was a heart attack. She had a heart attack. Although, Called 911 immediately. Huge. Now, Hewitt. Marketing prowess to Hewitt for knowing seven, eight years in advance that she would be starring on a show called 911. And so she right? was able to, like, market it. Is she on past. that show? She joined in season two, yeah. I was an extra in that. Is that what I was extra in? No, I was an extra in FBI. <laughs> Those are two yeah. different shows. Oh, man. No wonder I didn't see her. 911. <laughs> what, what show is she on? What's it called? Rescue 911? It's just 911. 911 with oh, Angela, Bass- Angela Bassett. Ryan Murphy oh. created it. Ooh. It's the number one show on Fox right now. Oh. Oh. So then, so then, um, <laughs> I thought so, Smash was still doing so well. So Susan, Susan goes back to work, and her mean boss, Kelsey Grammer, or Hold on, this Hewitt. Wait, this Hewitt woman. She blamed herself. She yeah. blamed herself for this heart attack. Mm-hmm. Don't blame yourself, Hewitt. But I'm the, trying not to swear. But then Lucas was really nice, and Lucas is like, "No, it's not your fault." You know. Yeah. Like it. It was. And but then she's the eighty. Mean, the mean boss says, "Okay, this is over. We're not doing this anymore." It's over, Jenny. Why were you trying to not curse, by the way? We've both dropped F-bombs on this very I d- podcast I've done today it. already. I've done but I try not to. Okay. I, I try, in honor of Hallmark, I try not to, not to curse. And I've already used the F-word a couple times. And I just, you know, and I don't want to say, yeah, that, that's, that's it. Okay, I was just curious. Because <laughs> you got possessed by Lifetime. And to go- no, I just, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> try to keep it classy. I already said fuck Betty Wade. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, of all that things. Was my, that, that was my quota. I was going to say, uh, Jeff Love Hewitt, shut the fuck up. Don't blame yourself. But see, I, I don't want it to be, I don't want this this podcast to become puerile. No, but you say you're disparaging for <laughs> Betty White. Jeez. Well, I, I, I have, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping Hewitt hears this. And, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> So she gets she gets a call from her wimpy fiance and he's in Fiji and he's a wuss. You, you never know. Um, yeah, he might do some sailing. 
oh yeah, this is lame. Yeah, he's like, was. I really, I really miss you. Well, I think I'll go sail for six months. And, Wait, I thought you just said you missed me. And then she gets a call from Lucas. <laughs> a real man who doesn't right. care. He does not he's care. He's sniffing out. Yeah, he, he, he can sniff out the fact that she's not happy with her boyfriend. This is borderline <laughs> stalking, though, I think. Because okay. he, he calls sniffing. her, and then he, he said, you didn't answer your door. She's like, you're not at my door. And then she realizes he's at her door. So he's standing outside her place, calling her on the phone. Creepy. Yeah. Right. But That's then, creepy. But then she likes it, though. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah. Then he's saying, he's reaching in, he's like, so what are you going to do now? That's what are you going to do now? Now, I have to admit, that that does kind of work. It worked. <laughs> it totally worked. Harvey That's Weinstein kind of agrees. That does kind of work. What's that? Harvey Weinstein agrees. Well. <laughs> but he didn't force himself on her. And then, like, you know. When he she almost said no, did, no, no. though. He tried leaning in for a kiss, and and she had never indicated that she was into him. They haven't been on a date or anything. Like, forget the Hallmark movie rules for a second. Like, he basically leaned in and was going to kiss her when they had never professed even liking each other in that way. Lean in. But then she says says you can't come in because I'm on my way to Washington. And um, she says, says "Look, okay, Cosby, now this is the part." So they give each other sexy eyes, Ooh. and then this is the part that cracks me up because she says they give each other sexy eyes. She says, "My my boss canceled the story, and the news like turned him on, and he got horny after hearing Wait, who? <laughs> I don't remember being horny Lucas. from that moment. What did he Who's say? Hor- Lucas. Who is like all turned on? Lucas. Because they canceled the story? I guess. Because she's like, she's like, my boss canceled the story, and he got all like turned on from it. Oh, yeah. This is the scene where he he, he says, like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't uh, care about the project. He, he has, he gives no Fs. <laughs> like, none. No. <laughs> So um, then she's in Washington. She's interviewing the senator, and it goes well. Yeah. And the senator's like, "Well, you know, thank you for the interview. And if there's ever anything I can do for you," and she's like, "Well, as a matter of fact, there is." And he says, "And he says, hey, that's just something I say, all right, lady." No, but he actually follows through. What state yes. was he from? I like this guy. Texas. Yeah. Texas. Yes. Oh, I should have known that because they were in Texas, weren't they? Yes. Right. So, and he he follows through and quickly, like they get an answer very quickly. Yes. And then, so then it's someone in Texas, right? So she goes to Texas to visit the family, and they visit the family. And I wrote this: the guy who she's talking to is a low talker, and he's rude. Right. It was hard to hear. Uh, have we established what's happening here? It's they oh, were sorry. The people in Texas. Uh, let me see if I can articulate this um so she gets some information as to who who is like serving with uh neil when he was missing Mm -hmm. yeah so when she goes to visit this family in texas like their father i guess who had passed away he was one of the people who was serving with neil and he was presumed dead before but what i think he actually is well he was dead wasn't he 
Right. But they had like a letter. They had a letter, and his son explained some things. And the son was the guy who was the low talker who was working on his uh, tractor. It was very rude. As he was explaining things. Yeah. It was very rude. They're kind of they were kind of shown as hicks. I'm not saying people from Texas are hicks, but that's the way they were. Yeah, they were portrayed uh, that way for pre- sure. Presented. They were literally yeah, both yeah. like working on an old like rundown car in a field. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but I we... can't stop working on the cars. I'll tell you what's going on. Oh. So then we find out. Long story short, <laughs> they break out the. He says he has a letter, and then they break out this Bible. And he got a letter. It, 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 yeah, that's how he talked. And a letter. Not to be confused with Abraham Hicks, who is the, the um, meditation guy. So we find out. So so he brings out a Bible. <laughs> then she goes back. A Susan Bible. goes back to see Betty, and she runs into Lucas, and Lucas gives her this long hug, like a long hug. Mm-hmm. Surprised that didn't give her a heart attack. Um, Again, and then creepy. we find out... <laughs> We find out that Neil basically sacrificed himself because the other guy was sicker than he was. And so he he could have gone back to the States, but he let the sicker guy go in his place. All right. I'm going to pose a theory here okay. that, you know, because Neil did that a couple times. We, we learned uh, throughout the movie that uh, he said, no, take him. He's worse off than I. Take him. Let, let him go. Like... Is it possible that Neil really didn't want to go back to young Betty White? No. Well, I didn't. I'm just saying. I'm just proposing. Wow, you thought that? That's very pessimistic. No, I didn't say I thought that. I'm saying it's a possibility. There are better places to hang out than in the jungles of where were they? The Philippines or something? But we don't know what Betty, young Betty White, was like at home. She could have been just an absolute Mm. tyrant. But. If I was going well, we to like hide out like that, I would have at least gone to Manila <laughs> or somewhere like a city. I don't know. Something. I didn't get that information. Based on the information that we had, I don't know if we can go with that. It's an interesting theory. I might, I might believe that if it was the current Betty White he was trying to avoid. <laughs> You're, you are dead inside. How dare you? Because she's mean. I, as I said, mean it, it was. It, it's merely a theory. It's not saying that I. I want that to be true for these characters, or that I believe uh, that it's true for these characters. I'm saying it's a possibility. Well, you know, I mean, it was the '40s, so. But I would have. I would have gone to Manila at least if I was going to do that. Um. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. So then, letters. Jennifer. Did something else I love. Oh, yeah? she, she sassed her boss. I'm all about sassing your boss. Right. Because the boss is like, this. the story is over, and she's like, her husband <laughs> is still in the jungle, and the boss is like, no, it's over. And she's like, well, you know what? I'll take it's a vacation. over, Johnny. I haven't taken a vacation in three years. And then so why said, can't she take uh, she can't take a vacation? All right, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I guess I just got too excited. It's yeah. true. And she's like, she's like, yeah. and she's like, I'll take a vacation. And he's like, no. Well, and he said he to just, her. He even says to her, and I'm pretty sure this is 
super against the law. He says the job may not right. be here when you get back. He basically said, if you take your legal vacation time, which we've contracted with you for, uh, if, if you use that, that's grounds for being fired. That's illegal. Uh, that's a, that's, that's wrong. a lawsuit. That, that, that's a lawsuit. That's that's a, a, that she said, what can I do? He said, he said, tribing a man. That, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Hear that? Hear that growling? Hey, hey, hear that hey, growling? Stop barking. Hey. Move the chair. It's justified. Chair. It's justified, everybody. So so then, um, um, <laughs> oh, so this then, is the most tragic part of the movie. This is the saddest, most tragic part coming up. This is her friend. No, this is her friend who just <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. She says she admits that she is a native of New Jersey. So that to me was I cried. That was the most hopeless part of this stuff. Because Kurt, you're native of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it, I know. This is the part where I really could could feel empathy. <laughs> um, so so then though Lucas gets her flowers. <laughs> Lucas gets her flowers, and right. she says, "You know, we should we should keep it friendly." And Lucas has once again gives no f's. She's like, "I no. have a boyfriend." And he's like, "So what?" He's like, mm-hmm. "Okay." So? I don't see him around here. Where is he? Right. My my boyfriend's sitting there. Yeah, he is. I'm sitting. I'm sitting there. I'm yeah. not sure I'm comfortable yeah, with no how f's. comfortable yeah. you both are with with the adjacency to assault. I, I wrote, guys, lock up your ladies. Oh, by the way, if, if any, any of you guys are watching the scene, don't don't let your ladies get involved in any like, activities. No clubs, no no shopping. <laughs> Cause, yeah, don't cause let her have her own life or brain. Like <laughs> they're likely to run into a guy like this. So you have to be very, um, I don't know, what's the, uh, controlling. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes, there goes half of the listeners we do have. <laughs> it's a comedy show. We're all having a good time. There, there, <laughs> there they go. Oh, now that now what's what's this one? Oh, Hewitt. Now she's got maps on her wall like it's Homeland. Like she's oh, she's like Claire. What's her name at Homeland? It really Claire did ver- turn very manifesto-y. What happened? It turned very manifesto-y. Like any time that you know you have someone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The lead character is kind of going mad by doing all their like mapping things out, and they've got the strings on the wall. Right. Yeah. 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 Like a mass murderer is on the they're on the loose. Now it's the like, serial killer last was seen in Minnesota. It's like next uh, to where Les Kirkendall was. I have a short attention span, and I understood everything that was going on. And it was about two glasses of wine in. So if I can figure it out, I'm sure Jennifer Love Hewitt, not drunk, and as a legit, you know, a uh, legit journalist in the movie, I'm sure she could have figured it out really easily without her map on the wall. Right. I, I, have, to, I have to swear for this one. Oh. Uh, the next scene is the bookstore signing. Who the fuck? <laughs> Is Lucas? Why would someone come to his book signing? And I and you guys have experienced this. 
You ever, you ever get, like, you walk through, like, a mall? Like, there aren't a lot of bookstores anymore, but you walk through a mall, there's a bookstore, and there's, like, two guys having a book signing, and they're just sitting there lonely. Yeah. It's, like, the saddest, like, nobody's mm-hmm. signing. Yes, I have <laughs> seen funny. that. You know, it's it's so that's what I thought was going to happen. But he had a bunch of ladies lined up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he was. They pointed out earlier in the movie that he was a <laughs> kind of high profile physical therapist for like the NBA or something. Oh, okay. and, and, so he had some notoriety. His character had some notoriety in that field. The line was only ladies, though. <laughs> it was only ladies. And, and so. Um, so Jennifer, like, she goes up and, like, she jokes around and says, hey, would you sign my book? You know, being, she's being, oh, wait, 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 we forgot something. Oh. We did? Uh. Oh. Yes. Because, the fiancé, yeah. Because, well, we forgot two things. Um, well, three things. Because Betty three. White was like, Betty White was like, Lucas, you need to go after her. And, and then his yeah. parents... His parents showed up, like to see Jill Gerard. Jill Gerard, yeah. And then the mom, his mom Buck and Rogers. Betty White were both like, "You need to go for her. We like her." And then the fiance then comes stand home. The fiance comes home, and then yeah. she dumps the fiance. But when they're saying goodbye, Lucas drives up and sees her and the fiance, and he thinks. Something's going on with them, but she was basically saying goodbye to the fiance. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes to the book signing, um, and then oh like, yeah, that's right. Okay, because then yeah. she's being that all like cutesy, mm-hmm. and there's all the ladies, and she's being all cutesy, like, "Oh, would you sign my book?" And he totally like blows her off. Yeah, he's like, "I didn't write that book." And then Betty White and his mom see him blow her off. Yeah. And then she goes back to work after all that, and she's having a horrible day because then she goes back to work, and she finds out she's been demoted, and they're, like, moving all her shit out of her office. Yeah, she's, she's going to have a cubicle instead. Right. And she won – I guess those are Cable Ace Awards that she won. <laughs> he did not care. They're, I don't think they've given out Cable Ace Awards in almost 30 years. What's that? I don't think they've given out Cable Ace Awards in almost 30 years. They haven't? No, they How stopped, am I supposed to know? They stopped doing the Cable Aces once the Emmys started recognizing cable shows. Really? Yeah, because that's the why cable they... Cable Ace Awards are that's, that's why they had those was because in the early days of like HBO doing original programming oh, and a few other networks, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we want to be recognized. And the Emmys were like, you're not real TV. So they weren't part of the Emmys. I, well, that ruins my dream. I always wanted to win a Cable Ace Award. Well, just, there you go. It's like my... Just like traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock, but now, so now my dream to, is shattered. You just have to well, win an Emmy. I have to win an Oscar now. Win Emmy? Or an Oscar? I'll take an Emmy. Or an Emmy. You know, you gotta do it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so then <laughs> I'm gonna go for the Egata. Oh. oh, yeah. What's that? What's the Egata? The, the Emmy, the Golden Globe, the Oscar, the Tony, and the Ace. The Egata. I'm going to you go for the Eganaut. The Eganaut. I don't know what the other stuff is, but the last one is the new guys. Yeah. So, oh, ooh, so then we find out that her ex, <laughs> her wussy ex. Kurt, let's he, just keep derailing what? Les so that he can get himself back on track by no, doing it. No, I just. <laughs> it's, you know, this is what happens. Well, either when I'm getting really tired, either like I'm really like low key or I'm loopy. So this is a loopy night. So, 
<laughs> the X got a lead. The X should start crying. Yeah. He, 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 he should. He got a lead, and it was a jungle lead. I can't take this ring back now. It's been 30 days. <laughs> so we find out through, the, like, Mr. What's his name? Mr. Meringue. We find, like, they Skype. Yeah. So, they, so they Skype, and this is, and so Betty learns about, about Skype for the first time. Mm-hmm. She does. She does. Okay. And then yeah. they Skype this guy, Mr. Meringue, and then they tell this whole long story about how how he picked, like, he was going to get saved, but he picked the guy to go first, the guy that was more sick. And so he's in the jungle, and they're fighting, and they're like, I was shocked that on Hallmark they showed people getting shot. Mm-hmm. Again, this wasn't made for yeah, Hallmark, though, originally. And they no, were shooting, was... and, like, people felt were falling out of trees and stuff. And... Yeah. He dies saving a kid. Betty White and Mr. Morang should have a podcast. Now that they know how to use this technology. Oh right. God. Yes. <laughs> yes. They could they can do Hallmark movies too. I and I want you and Betty White to and be Lifetime. in an official feud where Me? like yes, just as you're saying fuck Betty White, I want Betty White on yeah. the podcast to be saying fuck Kurt Fitzpatrick. And by the way, Kurt, I, I would Listen, be on Team Betty. Well, I don't care. If, if it comes to that, I, I believe that I would be doing very well at that point. I would so be on if Team you Betty. Be on Team Betty if you, well, would you, though? Would you? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> you have to be loyal to you know, your podcast She was on Mary Tyler co-host. Moore. She was on Mary Tyler Moore, The Golden Girls, and the bold and the beautiful, which is the most important thing of all. So I've got to side with her. Well, I was an extra in the Gary Marshall film New Year's Eve. So the bold and the beautiful so starts a Gary Marshall film. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was a Cuban waiter in The Wolf of Wall Street. But bold and the beautiful wins. Sorry. <sighs> sorry. All right. All right. Denise Richards is on it now. Ooh. Denise Richards is on Bold and Beautiful. Does she play a well, scientist team. like she did in that Bond movie? She okay. plays like a trashy mom. Her name is Shauna. And ah. so Shauna, her daughter, knows about a baby switch. I'm already lost. A baby switch. Oh, the a baby, baby switch. You mean like two babies got switched. I thought you meant yes. there was a switch. You, you, you hit a switch and a baby two comes out. Two babies were switched. Okay. Two babies. Were switched at birth. Oh. And Shauna's daughter uh, is involved with it. That's a practical baby switch. When I was well, thinking about an actual switch, when a baby comes out, that's a little more. And Denise Richards, I guess, she's supposed to be trappy, trashy, so they have her in like skimpy tops and like tank tops and stuff. Because, you know. She was in Starship Troopers, right? Starship Troopers? Well, now she's on Bone the Beautiful and the Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills. I was in this Halloween show one time, and I was I was a back. It was at Madison Square Garden years ago. So I'm backstage. This guy standing next to me, and I said, and I asked him, "Oh, do you work for the radio station?" He goes, "I'm Casper Van Dien." Oh. I was in Star. I was in Starship Troopers. I said, "Oh, okay. Nice to meet you." <laughs> Sorry. How do you look? He's, well, this was years ago. He looked. 
perfectly fine. I think he was. This is right before uh, Sleepy Hollow came out. He was. Uh-huh. He was in that. Well, I I like your description running. of the encounter because it implies two things about the interaction. It implies him saying to you, "Don't you know who I am?" Followed up by the, right. "You probably don't know who I am, so I'm going to tell you specifically how you would know me." He did. Was he mad that you didn't recognize him? Uh, he was a, th- a little surprised because I was like an MC. <laughs> my so friends are I at was... home. <laughs> it's so funny. My friends are at home, and so I'm talking to you guys, and my friend's like, what? <laughs> oh. So I was backstage with this guy. We were supposed to – I guess we were supposed to go out at the same time. Oh. So I was just backstage with him, so it was just me and him. I stand next to him, but I didn't know. Oh, that's cool, though, that, like, you were going to go, like, appear with him on stage. I was made the MC of Madison Scare Garden, it was called. And then he was there doing like a personal appearance for this um, uh, Sleepy Hollow movie. Oh, well, then so, that's yeah. a little more fair that he, he was annoyed that you didn't know who he was because okay. somebody should have briefed well, you. But I wasn't – yes, but I wasn't interviewing him or I wasn't involved with him. I, we just happened to be at the same event. I was gonna say, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I know he's yeah. on a career down of sorts because he was on a he was on a reality show on Lifetime. So oh, I was okay. thinking that that was at that time, but no, it was like 1999 or something like that. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he's still hot though. Back in the day, well, whatever Sleepy Hollow was, I mean, look that up. That was probably like 99. And he was married to Catherine Oxenberg. Yeah. Oh, Catherine Oxenberg, whose daughter was involved in like real life in that cult, Nex- that Nexium oh. cult, where like it was like a sex oh, cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, their her. Oh, wait. yeah, her her their daughter's involved in that, where they oh. branded the women like that oh, whole thing. No, no, no. Their daughter's involved. I'm not gonna make jokes that. about that. No. I, oh, I, I, I know. I wasn't joking. That. I was just more like, oh, like wow. Nexium. Well, I, I'm already in enough. I'm in enough trouble already, but I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna read about that. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad because they got caught, and it was okay. the, it was the woman that was in uh, the Superboy, like the Superboy. Oh yeah, Smallville. yeah, Smallville. Yeah, I did read about that. As if yeah. she got arrested and like she's like in jail. Whoa. Right. Anyway. Sex cult. Anyway. Yeah. What was I? Yeah. Uh, speaking of cult. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going. Not cults. Yeah. Uh, um, Oh, so they find out, right, what's find out next? that he died. We find out that he died, and like they have a grave, and so they're gonna find the grave. Yeah. And then we see Jennifer, and then Lucas is like they meet up or something, and she's like, "Oh, Lucas, I thought you didn't like me." And then Lucas is like, "Well, I saw you hugging a guy," and she was like, "Oh, we were breaking up." And then they get together. Then they finally kiss. Yeah, Quick finally rebound. Kiss. She doesn't let, She doesn't wait one minute. No. Between and then, dudes. And then, like the soldiers show up at their house, like before. Yeah. And, and um, they found the body. And then the most important thing is, he won awards. I like awards. Yeah. He won a few awards. He's getting the Purple Heart, the Silver Star, yeah. and the Navy Cross. This scene like, was really heartbreaking. Yes. <gasps> okay. Yeah, yeah. And I cried in the middle of a coffee house. 
in Minneapolis. Oh, no. I know, watching that. Was it from the, uh, you just couldn't deal with the chairs moving around anymore? You were that upset about that? <laughs> no, that was a coffee house in Ohio. Oh. I'm in that... Minneapolis now. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just thought that was a thing that happens when you go to uh, coffee houses. No. It was sad, though. And then... And then... Oh, sorry. What happens now? Oh, no, Lucas starts tearing out... Oh, okay, no, he gets... Uh, Betty White gets his stuff. She gets like the dog tag, and he, he had a purse. And she opens that, it up, and he had the card that she gave him. Right. Yeah, the heart card still, still there. Yeah. And then it was good Very news for, was good news for Jennifer Love Hewitt because she got her office back. Yeah. She got and her really, back. that's all we cared about. Her boss is happy. She got her office back. Um, Lucas wants to tear up the old shrub, the old bush, but. They say no. Betty says no. Just leave it there. She tells so there him might to, still to be basically life print in it back down to the ground. Then the coffin shows yeah, up yeah. at the train station. Oh, she goes to the train station, and then she sees her friend, and then the guy works the, there. Yeah, the, their friend that works there, and then the coffin showed up, and well, she's then... waiting. It's like she's. It's it's just like she's been doing for all these years. She's. Waiting okay. at the train station. But tell me you didn't feel something when Betty Light White delivered this line, Kurt. My husband's yeah. coming home today. Yes, I started crying. Uh, I started crying. Because she was talking to the train conductor guy or whatever, and he's like, oh, you know, good to see you. I, you know, I was waiting for you. My husband's coming home today. Oh, And, and that's when I started crying I, in the coffee house in Minneapolis. Yeah. I absolutely cried. Did you really? Yes, I, I did. Oh, you're not dead inside. And I even thought, no, sure, but you do have I, a I th heart. but the, the, well, of course. Um, Lucas wasn't crying though, and I wrote, he's a monster. No, they were making sexy eyes. They were making sexy eyes with each other. All right, she's probably thinking, well, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she was crying. Yes, yeah. and making sexy eyes. I do, it was very moving. Yeah. Very. Moving, hours and uh, yeah. And okay, so then they go back to the house, and we find out that like Susan actually started talking to her mom again for the first time since her dad died. I see dead people. Right. Oh wow, that time was a little too soon. And then <laughs> Titan Bright baby. <laughs> And then it shows. Then it shows like Betty. Like it shows. I don't mean um, like like right, Susan and Lucas were like in the front yard, and there, yeah, there was yeah. like a little water thing going. You know they are a cute couple. Right. I'll oh, give yeah. them that. Oh yeah. And then it shows them like getting wet, and then it shows Betty mm. White, and she's what? like thinking, and she's like thinking back on her. Um, Back back when she and her husband were like you know getting the house together and playing with the water hose, and then it kind of superimposed on Jennifer Love Hewitt and then Lucas, and they kind of remind you know it was like a reminder of that. And then yeah. I started crying yeah. again. I started crying yeah. again because they showed the bush and a little rose was coming out of it. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I that song, because they, they kept uh, using the song Dream a Little Dream throughout the movie, and it came on Dream the radio as Betty was watering the bush, and we see the bud, and Betty starts like Dream, dancing Dream, in place Dream. like the husband's there with her. And I'm a blubbering mess, and the credits start rolling, and then I see Gil Gerard, and I'm like, what just happened? Right. And he really cried. Dream Weaver. What other shows, Joe? Gil Gerard on his Buck Rogers. What was the Buck other Rogers. one he did? He did a show after that. But I there was one he did he was after that. Hotel. He remember was hotel. he was a lead on another show. Dreamweaver. No. Hotel with um James okay. Brolin? his wife at the time. Ooh. Wait, who really? was Gil Gerard's wife? Yeah, he's John... yeah, she... Oh, I didn't before she married Tesh. before Tesh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the eighties they were like like the it couple. I did not. She likes because, large men. Because they were both on hit series. Because he was on Buck Rogers and she was on Hotel. But he was on another show. I can't. I don't have the resources to look it up now. I don't know either. Dreamweaver. Uh, I was wondering if. Well, first of all, Hewitt and Lucas are holding each other like Titanic. Right. Where, you know, like Rose has her arms open. But then I thought, did Betty White. Die because no. you see that she no. drops the hose. No, the hose died. drop was a flashback. Drop. Yes. Oh, uh, so she's alive. Yes. I thought the same thing. I was like, that's really dark. And I was like, oh, it's a flashback <laughs> to that scene from earlier when the, the hose got dropped. Um, right. Gil Gerard also starred for 23 episodes on a show called Sidekicks. An ordinary oh, cop right. tutors a no, young boy who insists on helping him with cases with his mastery of martial arts. What? And it was a little No, pain. I don't know what that is. And it was 23 little, episodes it was on a major network. I'm sure it was a thing. ABC. There was another show. It was on ABC. Wasn't there another show that he was on? And the little boy did martial arts. I remember that. Yes. Maybe I'll watch that. But wasn't there a show like right after Buck Rogers? No, not right after show? Buck nope. Rogers, no. Are you, are you, no, I think Buck Rogers got canceled and then picked up again or something like that. I sort of because you know who used to always guest on Buck Rogers, um, who? Gary Coleman. Twiggy. Yes, Gary Coleman. Arnold. Yes, he did. Yeah, I didn't like Hawk. I got tired of that show when they when they brought in Hawk. It was like a half man, half Hawk. He had right. a Hawk head. He had feathers for a head, and I was like, that really turned me off. And and um, what that guy's in Hallmark movies? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Hawk. So I take it we all we all liked it. I don't know if Kurt liked it. it. Kurt. I was angry I had to watch it because I was tired. Did I? I found it very moving. I thought it was well done. I was impressed with Betty White's acting because I thought is Betty White just going to be Betty White? But I thought she did some good work in this oh, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. She just doesn't get a chance to do more than comedy. Right. Okay, so I know Kurt needs to go to bed. Jennifer Love Hewitt was is hot, so I right. appreciate that. Of course, that was well made. She was very, she was, cute. Yeah. She was very, she was very hot. I even thought she was hot. Slow moving, I guess. But okay, the movie, so, not, so you guys, yeah. our next, yeah. our next movie is <laughs> a. It was picked by a listener. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. I like input. So our listener, our friend, our listener, Terry Foster, mm-hmm. wrote me again to thank me for giving her a shout out in our last um and on our last show. 
when we were talking about how Terry like got hold of us and recommended mm-hmm. a movie. Yes. And Terry recommended a second movie. Okay. Which I found. And it's good. I think it's going to be really good. Lifetime or homework movie. Lifetime. And it's gonna, it? I think it's going to be really good. Okay, listen to this. What is it? It's called The Wrong Cruise. The Wrong what? Cruise. Oh. That's what Katie starring, Holmes says every day of her life. Starring <laughs> Vivica A. Fox. Oh, okay, I'll write that down too. Samantha Fox? No, Vivica her, no, her Fox. cousin, Vivica A. Vivica I don't think Michael they're J. even Fox? remotely related. Oh. So, I think it's going to be good. So, a mother and a daughter take a cruise. Mm-hmm. And the mother meets a man. Uh-oh. Bad move. Is he up to no good? Of course. And that's – the and it's on YouTube. That's it? Yes. <laughs> but you know – Why do they have to go to – Okay. Because you know, but you know if the title has the wrong or oh, it's the wrong cruise. Yeah. I will say Lifetime absolutely knows how to name their movies. Right, so they get gonna be... right to the point. You know the tone of the movie. You know that it's distinctly Lifetime. You know what's going to happen in the movie. There's no surprises. So there's going to be death and sex. Yes. And oh no, sex. People being uh, thrown off. Oh, people ship. Will be thrown off of the ship. There's gonna be sex. People who work and death. People who and work blood. on the work on the cruise, doing comedy shows, and they got shitty audiences, and then they have to be see the people, audience members on the cruise the next morning. That's yes. not a good cruise. Yes. So that is our next movie, <laughs> The Wrong Cruise right. on Lifetime. You can see it on okay. Lifetime, or you can see it on YouTube. Oh. Okay. Anywho, I should go because my friends are home and I think they want their living room back. <laughs> oh, oh friends, before, you, before how I many go, of us have them? The reason why I'm in Minneapolis is because I'm doing my monthly show here in Minneapolis. And by the way, my monthly show, Workplace Drama, has been picked up for the rest of the year. Congratulations. So, thank you. Cool. So I will be doing... A monthly show here in the Twin Cities, uh, the third Friday or Saturday of every month, and of course I'll promote it here. Um, the the show uh, it's like it's workplace drama, and since it's Pride Month, as a matter of fact, this weekend is a mini Minnesota Pride or <clears throat> Minneapolis. Minneapolis Pride, Pride is Twin huge, Pride. by the way. Really? It, I, that's I the biggest that. one in the Midwest is one of the biggest in the country, as I understand, because it's it's sort of central to not just Chicago, a big city, but like all these other like smaller cities from around. So they kind of come there. Yeah, right. I've, I've heard it's really, really big. So I'm very excited. So I because I, I was bummed that I missed L.A. Pride because I was in Ohio. So now I'm like getting I'm getting to have get my pride on. Um, so since it's Pride weekend and the show is on Saturday night. The theme is work. W e r q u e. Workplace drama. Right. Work it. 
And and I have a special guest star from Los Angeles, Larry Dean Harris, with strong words in Los Angeles, is flying out to do the yeah. show. Nice. Not so, Gil Gerard. Wow. And huh? so no, not Gil Gerard. But Gil Gerard, if you ever want to do my show, I I would be happy to have you. Or that you show, on, I'd like to see. If you want to come on <clears> Lifetime of Hallmark and chat with us, yeah. we'd be we happy to, to talk. chat with you too. Yes. Missy um, Elliott should be on your show. Uh, work it. I would. I would have Missy Elliott. I, Missy, we're more than happy to have you. <laughs> Is there anyone we will we'll say no to? OJ. Uh, I don't think we'd have him on. OJ. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. The thing is, is right. like, and not that I want to give terrible, terrible, vile, don't even want to call them human beings, uh, more exposure. But the flip side is, how interesting of a podcast would that be if we are just sitting I mean, here chatting with OJ about, uh, you know, yeah, the wrong I, I, I well, I'm on less. Well, no, because considering that the majority, <laughs> no, considering the majority of our audience are, we have a lot of female listeners. I right. think our female listeners would like not even listen. Oh, I'm not talking about <laughs> it from a practical standpoint of like, oh, would would it hurt our hurt or help our audience? I'm just talking just in terms of like, how bizarre <laughs> would that be? Right. And It'd I would like. I honestly, I honestly would not he, talk. Yeah, I no, I I I like I would just like lay into him. <laughs> we just ignore him while he's on. He'd Skype in, we'd be safe. We so we have a guest. Yeah, today. we just ignore him. We have him uh, on, but uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Kurt, Les, and I are going to talk amongst ourselves while we'll our just... guest sits over here in the corner, not murdering <laughs> me because there are cameras. Right. Exactly. We can actually tell our listeners that he's he's there. Yeah, he just doesn't say anything. We're just not talking to him, but he's here. Well, he's on Twitter now. <laughs> He tweets now. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, so did Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby had a tweet on Father's Day. <laughs> oh, what did he say? Yeah, how's he tweeting from jail? How's that a thing? Uh, oh, I thought was you were allowed like, to have cell phones in well, prison. No, he didn't actually. Like, he got somebody, like, somebody who works for him to uh, oh, tweet so it out from his, his account. Okay. What did he say? It was, something like, it was something like, hey, all you fathers out there, you should be a uh, – Upholding your values or something he like that. Yeah, Bill, because he, <laughs> he referred to himself as America's dad, and everyone went all in on him. It was kind and of you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he did. He referred yeah. to himself as America's dad. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was ill-advised. Like it, it was one of those things that there yeah, may, yeah. there may be people that support you, but you're just drawing more ire when you try and bring attention to how not guilty you think you are. Right. Yeah, Bill, because you were just such a good example. Ay, ay, ay. Jeez. Well, anyway, on that note, <laughs> Kurt, you need to go to bed. I know. I've been really, really amped up. And I need to go to this see. episode. Well, speaking of Bill Cosby's <laughs> social media, what is ours, Les? Oh, so if you want to, if you want to, to get a hold of us or like our friend Terry Foster, recommend movies, which we are happy to take your re- recommendations, um, you can reach us on Facebook at A Lifetime of Hallmark, um, on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark. And I re- I just remembered that we have an old Twitter handle and um, I'm in the process of changing it. But in the meantime, if you wanna tweet us, you can tweet us at He Just Loves the Hallmark channel. It just has our old podcast name. Hmm. 
Well, when you figure and out the password of that, let me have the Instagram password that we've been trying okay. to get into for a couple of months here. Okay, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I actually have I have a bunch of down days because my show's not until Saturday. So that is that will be my goal while I'm here is to figure out the Instagram password. Just I'll just sit down and figure it out. Okay. Oh, and then you can catch me on Instagram. My my own is at Kirkendall, K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L. Or you find me on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett. Jason. I'll do it quick because Kurt's yawning. Uh, I am right. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Well, you can see my uh, you can see my TV pilot at campusmartiustv.com. And Les and I are going to be in Indie Fringe yes. in August. Yes. Uh, so you can check out Indie, I think it's IndieFringe.org. Yes. It's Indianapolis. And that's like August 15th. Runs for like a week and a half. What venue are you at, Kurt? I don't know. No one has told me. <laughs> oh. I don't I, know. I, what venue I, are you at? Maybe you should call them. Because I'm like at yeah. Comedy Sports. And when they give me my I have time, they give me my venue. I don't. I'm confused. Yes, I'll have to look into that. Yes. I'm at Comedy Sports, though. Anyway, okay. well, guys, we did it. Another movie. We were in three <laughs> separate places. We pulled it off. No the one dogs, has yanked us off the air yet. Right? The dogs behaved. So now I got to go. I need to hear my friend Liz laughing. You literally <laughs> froze up at the end saying, I got to go. And then it just stopped. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Bye. Work it. Bye. Bye.